What we really look for in a person here at Quick Trip is not only do they have the skill set for the position, but quite honestly, are they a good person for our company? So it's a lot of what our interviewing is about, is just finding out who you are and do you fit our culture here at Quick Trip. You're listening to The Quick Cast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome into The Quick Cast, the official podcast of Quick Trip. My name is Chris Calloway with the marketing department, and I am joined today with two folks from our HR department, and more specifically, our recruiting department. We have Stephanie Pollux, our recruiting manager, and Jenna Donnelly, our campus recruiting supervisor. Steph, Jenna, welcome into the QuickCast. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So what do you guys do within the HR department? Your focus is, is on recruiting and making sure we get the best candidates possible into QuickTrip. Mm-hmm. And so first, I want to kind of talk about each of your roles. We'll start with you, Steph. Uh, as a recruiting manager, what do you oversee and kind of what are some of your, your the scope of your job there? Yeah, so I oversee the whole recruiting department. So that's the retail side, um, both hourly and management, and then also the support center side as well. And then really kind of looking at different strategies, what we want to do with processes, um, trying to look down the line and see how we can better get candidates in the pipeline and get them in faster. Very nice. And then Jenna, how about you? Yeah, absolutely. So I work alongside with Steph, but mine's a little bit more focused. So I work with the campus recruiters, uh, primarily focusing on corporate level recruiting. But here on campus, we also have a CT recruiter, a productions recruiter, distribution center recruiter, and a technical recruiter. We'll get into that because it's a big place here. A lot lot of people (laughs) to bring in. But um, you're started quick trip. I mean, how have you kind of gotten into the position that you gone through? Can you kind of take us through your career path first, uh, starting here with Steph? Yeah, absolutely. So at Quick Trip, there's endless opportunities. I started as a part-time coworker while I was working in college, and then uh, I became an intern in the HR department. From there, after I graduated, I was full-time and did a few different areas in HR, became a support center recruiter, and then now became the recruiting manager. <laughs> so how many years have you been with Quick Trip then? Um, about 17 and a half. Wow, okay. Mm-hmm. So since college, Quick Trip has been pretty much all you've known, right? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. And then Jenna? Uh, similar. So I started out as a part-time coworker in 2013, so then worked retail for eight years, ran my own store as a store leader. Joined recruiting here about a year and a half ago as a retail recruiter, and then in my new position here about 11 months ago. Very so. cool. So yeah. both of you kind of a testament to just getting a start, getting a taste of Quick Trip, and you don't really know exactly where it will take mm-hmm. you after exactly, that. Exactly, yes. Yep. Well, that's awesome, and that's one of the really cool parts uh, of Quick Trip here. And kind of getting back into what you had alluded to, Jenna, mm-hmm. just the different types of recruiters and how big we are and all the different things that we have to do. Uh, maybe it's a good question for, for you, Steph. The, the different types of recruiters and why there's such a focus on the different areas. Yeah. So we have at the retail side, we have um, recruiters who focus on the hourly, the management, and then we have a couple who actually do both. Um, really, we split it up because the hourly, it's more, you're, re- you're working with a lot more candidates. Um, you're doing job fairs, things like that, that take up a lot of your time. Whereas on the management end of it, it's a lot more doing passive recruiting, reaching out to people who maybe didn't apply yet or um, just have a resume out on LinkedIn or Indeed and more spending time trying to talk to the candidate about Quick Trip, get them in the door, and it's not quite as high volume. So they're both very busy, but spending your time in different ways. And then on the support center side, like Jenna said, we have a few different types of recruiters, and it's really to allow the recruiters to focus on their areas um, and just really give that support needed to each area. So I would imagine kind of that that second part that you were talking to has sort of evolved as technology, you know, spending some time on LinkedIn, sort of keeping Mm -hmm. a 
a list of people that yes. might be sort of interested <laughs> in Quick Trip at some point? I mean, is there sort of that kind of running list either in your head or on yep. paper somewhere? Yep. Lots of spreadsheets the recruiters keep. <laughs> right. um, we're also implementing a new system that's mm-hmm. going to allow the recruiters to keep those lists and reach out to them um, even easier than right now. It's very manual. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, keep lots of lists of people who maybe weren't interested at the time or it's not always the right time to make a job change, but we reach back out to them and Hopefully they'll make the change in the future. Sure. And then in your mind, kind of what makes a good recruiter? What is someone you look for as sort of an ambassador to Quick Trip to try to get someone to bring them into the company? Yeah, we really look for people who are social, personable, um, you know, able to have those conversations with candidates, people who love Quick Trip. That's not hard to find. (laughs) Um, And then really people who are self-driven and motivated because they're on their own a lot. It's really up to them to keep pushing to find that next candidate, get that next hire. Sure. And then Jenna, as you've kind of come into your role here as as over the last year or so Mm -hmm. and making that shift out of retail where you work, what have you learned about this side of things and being able to to bring people in here to to the campus. Yeah, so it's a lot of the same things. I mean, retail, corporate, it's the same thing. What we really look for in a person here at Quick Trip is not only do they have the skill set for the position, but quite honestly, are they a good person for our company? So it's a lot of what our interviewing is about is just finding out who you are and do you fit our culture here at Quick Trip? Sure. And you know, there's a side of recruiting that is interesting to me too, kind of that that internal versus external, mm-hmm. because, you know, I think we are very supportive here in being able to help people move into roles mm-hmm. that are that are good for them as they, you know, continue their career path. So how do you kind of balance, you know, looking for people outside of the company versus people inside of the company that might fit a role? Um, to be honest, it's a little bit different. At the support center side, um, Skills are very different. Positions are very different. Mm -hmm. So we treat an internal, um, you know, we go through the interview process, find out what their experience is, maybe other than the position that they've held at Quick Trip. On the retail side, really, if it's an internal person going for promotion, that's handled by the leaders because they know the person, they've worked with them. On the retail side, we just focus on bringing in externals. Sure. So that interview process, you know, what, what are those things that you want people to know when they come into an interview with Quick Trip? Great question. (laughs) Um, I would say just come and be yourself because really what we want is we want to pull out as much as you as we can. We want to get a chance to know you. We want to get a chance to know about your experience as well. Um, But usually hiring leaders on the support center side, hiring leaders are involved in those interviews and they just want to see if you fit the team. So Mm -hmm. bring yourself, be an open book and just learn what you can throughout that interview. Is there a standard process that we follow as our standard number of interviews, or does it kind of vary based on position? It can vary based on position. Um, standard is really, I mean, you apply, there's usually a phone screen in place, references in place, um, and then at least one interview after mm-hmm. that that's in place. But it can vary depend on, depending on the position. So starting with that phone screen, um, you're asking relatively generic questions, mm-hmm. but what is it about that phone screen that can make a person stand out to you and help you kind of want to push them on to the, mm-hmm. the next phase of the process? Yeah. So <laughs> in a phone screen, we're looking for general experiences, like you said, so job history, um, where they've been. Um, but they have the common saying of smile through a phone. You can hear that. Mm-hmm. So I would say we're just looking for that personality through a phone. Um, We want that to come through a little bit, but we also want to see what your experience is, what that longevity is as well. 
are those still all over the phone? Are there some that's over Zoom? Is there like a big difference that you <laughs> can pick up on on one versus yeah. the other? Yeah, so phone screens, um, it can vary on recruiter sure. as well. Um, most of them are done over the phone. Uh, sometimes a hiring leader on the corporate side, at least a hiring leader does want to be involved in those phone screens. Um, if that's the case, we'll do them over, this, over Zoom. Okay. So it can vary. So, you know, you're kind of picking up on their experiences mm-hmm. and their their personality to a certain extent. And so how do you kind of balance, you know, kind of some of their skills on paper versus kind of who you pick up on who they are as a person? I think it depends on the position and the sure. skill as well, um, especially, you know, there are some roles where you can teach it. Sure. You know, there are some specialized roles where you have to have <laughs> some of that background <laughs> right. coming in. Um, but, you know, there are some things that you can teach. So, yeah. you know, if you maybe are lacking a little bit of experience here, but you have that personality, you're a quick learner, um, then it still isn't something that would rule you out. We can teach a lot of things. Right. And there's, that's one of the cool things about here is there's a lot of, there's a whole training department and, you know, there's Mm -hmm. different things that can help you kind of bring you up to speed. And so in many cases, you're really looking for the person rather than the sheet of paper that says what they are. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Especially on the retail side, like you said, the training department and assistant store leader, they go through weeks of training Mm -hmm. in the classroom in a training store. So as as long as they have the personality, they can show that they can be a leader. We can train things. Um, same thing with you know our coworkers at the stores, our production, DC, even some office positions. You know we can train things if it's not super specialized. I know there's IT roles and sure. things like that that <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do. Right, but exactly. uh, yeah, we we just look for the person and then we can teach things. And I think that's a, a testament to the the investment that you're you're putting into a person. You know, it's not necessarily a quick fix for this person, but hopefully a career. You mm-hmm. know. We get those reports of everybody celebrating their anniversaries and there are always, you know, tons of people, 20, 30, 40 years Mm -hmm. here. And Mm -hmm. I think when you're bringing someone in, you know, are you trying to envision them what they're going to be like 40 years from now at the company or kind of how do you go through that in your head? Yeah, I try to think about it. And, you know, that's always a conversation to have with your coworkers too, is where do you want to go? You know, if this isn't what you want to do forever, what do you want to do? You probably don't have to go somewhere else. We probably have it within Quick Trip. So, um, you know, just encouraging that growth as well and looking at it right from the start. Sure. Because I would imagine a, a happy, engaged coworker is, is the best kind and right. ready to optimize Absolutely. the role that they're in. Yes. Very cool. So how is how is the role and like the, the experience of trying to be competitive really changed over the past couple of years? Because, you know, the kind of pandemic put a lot of stress on the job market and really kind of upended a lot of what we've <laughs> what we've seen here. Take me through the last couple of years and kind of how you've seen things go upside down and right back up again. Yeah, there's <laughs> been a lot of that. Um, you know, we're really just trying to keep reevaluating things. Um, we've made changes to our process to try to make it quicker, easier to apply, faster to get the candidate through, um, less work on the leader's end of you know, maybe waiting for references, things like that. Um, we're constantly evaluating pay benefits. Um, we've adjusted pay. We've added new benefits. Um, you know, our new daycare center yeah. is, is one good example. Um, so really just trying to do things to stay competitive and, um, you know, stay top of the market. And are you seeing, Jenna, when, when you're interviewing candidates that people are asking, you know, about these types of benefits mm-hmm. because it's that competitive of market? Yeah, absolutely. It's usually, I would say nine times out of 10, someone's asking about benefits and what those look like that Quick Trip offers. So we do have a summary. I talk about kind of those high level overviews of benefits, but it is something that candidates are always looking at too, 
in order to make a job change. So you mentioned the the daycare center, you know, that yeah. is nice for people with young families. But what are some of those other benefits that you think stand out to most people? Yeah. So I would say um, our 40% profit sharing. Sure. Uh, so company-wide, as always, so all coworkers are involved in that. And I think that's huge to say um, not not all companies give out their earnings to every single coworker that is involved in the company. So that's, that says a lot. Um, so that's usually one I always bring up. Our healthcare as well. We also have on-site health clinics. Mm-hmm. That's something I always talk about as well. So. And that, that profit sharing, you know, it, it's a check you get at the end of every year, but mm-hmm. it's really a testament to the culture that the family in charge wants to give you that check Absolutely. every year. Yes. You know? and so being able to, to kind of translate that from, okay, it, it's money, but it's more than that, I would Correct. imagine, as mm-hmm. part of kind of what you guys are trying to yep. convey there, too. Yes. yes. Okay. So what areas, you know, within Quick Trip and maybe this view step, uh, where, where are you seeing the most demand for, for coworkers? I mean, where are we hiring for the most? Kind of what are some of those areas that, you know, we're really, really looking to expand in? Um, well, retail, yeah. obviously, we're always expanding <laughs> there. Um, but then, yeah, it does on the support center side. We have to be able to support them. We mm-hmm. need more coworkers for that. So, IT has really grown a lot in the last few years. Um, also, you know, distribution center, the production areas. You know, we're making a lot more products, so it takes a lot more people for that. Um, and those are kind of the main ones that have really grown. Um, but every area has seen some type of growth. Right. I mean, you just see places pop up here. I mean, that mm-hmm. store engineering IT building like isn't that old and it's right. already full of people. Yes. You know what I mean? And so that's just a testament, you know, the, the take-home meal plant or, or lines are mm-hmm. all up and running with fully staffed. And, mm-hmm. I mean, how much planning ahead of time do you have to kind of get out in front of some of these initiatives that we want to do to make sure that we have the people to actually bring it to life? Uh, quite a while. It's, <laughs> it takes a lot. Um, you know, we work closely. Luckily, uh, there's a lot of communication at Quick Trip. So, you know, for take-home meals, when they're building that, they'll let us know this is when we're looking to open. This is how many people we think we'll need. And then we just try to work hard to meet their deadlines. And I know one of the areas that's um, unique to, to, to hire for is transportation and, and truck mm-hmm. drivers because mm-hmm. that is such a specified skill set. I mean, how, how competitive is that market? Because none of these companies, we're not you know, immune that you know, we're not happening without our truck drivers. I right. Mean, how, how, are, how competitive is that market in particular? It's very competitive, <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, even nationwide, it's just a competitive mm-hmm. role. Uh, luckily, we have our CDL programs mm-hmm. um, where you don't have to have your CDL. You can just come. Um, we hire people on. They work with our drivers, so they get to see what the drivers do, get to help them, and we pay for them to go to school pay for them while they're pay them while they're at school um, and we're actually expanding that program so it's not just here in lacrosse area that we do that anymore so we're trying to grow that program into our outbase locations too so then we can just help grow more quick trip drivers so you're taking some individuals who maybe don't have any truck driving experience mm-hmm. but see like this is you know a well-paying job and the way mm-hmm. that it's structured is you know kind of everything coming out of lacrosse here it can be really not that disruptive to a normal nine to five schedule if you want, right? Right. Yep. So, I mean, that's just one of, you know, we see a lot of those advertisements because the way we're growing, you know, mm-hmm. we just, we need as many trucks as we Absolutely, can. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> um, in what ways have you um, kind of seen that change, kind of the, the job market where, 
you have to go out and seek people and try to find the best candidates and not simply rely on people coming to us. You know, how has that kind of changed maybe in your 17 years here? Yeah, it's definitely changed. I mean, we used to have a job fair and maybe a couple job fairs would staff a new store with <laughs> maybe 40 people. And now we can have a job fair and no one shows up. And, you know, so then you're trying more avenues of how do we reach the people? How do we tell our story? You know, we've got a great culture. We've got the 40% profit sharing, but sometimes it seems a little too good to be true. So how do we get that message out? So our marketing has really evolved, um, you know, where we're marketing, what message we're giving, um, you know, and then really just trying to find those avenues of reaching out to the people who maybe aren't even looking for a job and just kind of talk to them about Quick Trip until they realize that we're so great they want to come work for us instead. <laughs> and so we're expanding into a new market this year. We're you know, pushing west out into South Dakota. Is there a little bit of unknown going into a market like that? Or how much can you plan when we don't have necessarily a huge footprint in an area? How can we make sure that we're going to be staffed and ready to go when we, when we want to open those stores? Yeah, it is it is a challenge, but that's a great thing about Quick Trip. We sure. get challenges and we take them on. Um, it's, you know, it's really going out to the area beforehand, trying to decide where can we have a hiring office. We have a central location for people to come to. Um, who from our existing retail team is going to come out and be able to teach people and talk about Quick Trip. Um, you know, there will be going into businesses, going around, helping people understand what Quick Trip is. Um, unfortunately, it always waits until that the doors are open and people sure. come in and then they really realize how, how great it is. Um, but, you know, it's really trying to go out, figure out what kind of pay competition is out there, what other competitors see stores are out there. I'm um, just trying to figure that out and then making a plan of trying to set up job fairs and interviews and things like that to get people in. And about how many people does it take to, to operate one store? It depends on the store. Um, it will be typically anywhere from 30 to, I mean, at our big truck stops, they're looking for over 60 wow. people. Okay. So then when you were a store leader, Jenna, mm -hmm. are you looking at some of those part-timers, some of those new hirees and trying to find the best position for them? Or mm -hmm. how do you see the structure at, at the individual store level? Yeah, so individually at the store, we're hiring typically for a guest service coworker. Um, each store can vary depending on what they're looking for. So guest service coworkers are doing anything from running our cash register, stocking our floors, working in our kitchen. Um, in the kitchen, some people love it, some people hate it. So just working with that individual to find out what their niche is and what they like. So if they don't like the kitchen, maybe operate them on the floor more mm -hmm. or vice versa. So do they not like the floor, put them in the kitchen. So finding out what they like to do and trying to hone in on that a little bit. And I would imagine it, it varies from person to person, but when you were looking as a store leader mm -hmm. to maybe move to the support center side of things. Do you think that's something that a lot of people are aspirational about, that they're kind of thinking, okay, I want to get into the store so that someday, you know, I can you know, move on to the, mm -hmm. to the corporate office someday? Or how, how was that process for you in particular? And do you think about it? Yeah, someday? I think it's a mixture of both. I think some people, especially in the lacrosse area, with us being in mm -hmm. lacrosse, it is something that they, they set to set a goal. Um, but people love working in the stores. I loved working in the stores too, but I also really loved the recruiting process. So I wasn't necessarily looking, but saw an opportunity that really interested me. So it's something unique we have in this market sure. to be able to do. Um, so yes and no. Okay. Yeah. 
And then Steph, you know, we we bring people out of the stores, and I would imagine that's it's an awesome thing to be able to keep promoting people, but then mm-hmm. that then opens up a, yeah. <laughs> a, a job opening at the store level. So yes. I would imagine there's always you know a little bit of give and take with a lot of those types yep. of. of corporate moves, right? Yep, there is. And it's even looking further down the domino line of, okay, in the lacrosse area, you know, sometimes assistant store leaders go to positions within the support center. So growing the coworkers, who's going to be our next assistant store leader trying to build that bench as well. And the district leaders are great about that. So is that, is that a big part of what district leaders do is try to identify Mm -hmm. a future game plan so that, you know, you have contingencies for moving people up and there's a, a giant web that's constantly being weaved there, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Cool. Yep. So as we get into 2023 here and, you know, we're starting to um, approach a thousand stores over the next couple of years, which is just crazy <laughs> to yeah. talk about here. Where do you kind of see things going from here? I mean, we're, we're hopefully on the outside of the pandemic kind of moving forward into some stability and growth. And how do you just see the next couple of years going for us here at Quick Trip? You know, I really think that more people are going to start looking for work again, and mm-hmm. I really see our applications going up, people hearing the Quick Trip story. Um, you know, yes, in Wisconsin, we have a lot of stores, but, you know, in the areas where we're expanding, I think people hearing more about our story and you know, wanting to check it out for themselves, seeing that it really is as good as as good as we say it is. Um, and, you know, we'll just keep growing right along with those stores. <laughs> And then Jenna, when you're when you're interviewing people and you're, you're kind of identifying that you know these are the people we want to bring in, kind of what are you are you hearing the enthusiasm about mm-hmm. getting to come here? I mean, it's not just oh I got a job, it's I got a job at Quick Trip, yeah. right? Yeah. So part of our actually initial screen is why do you want to work for Quick Trip? Sure. Um, and it's almost a blanket statement. Not everyone has the same exact answer. Is they hear about our culture, they hear about the people, they hear good things from everyone else and why it is a good company to work for. So we have such a strong culture here that people want to come work for us. So it's always fun to hear the story. I do hear different answers sometimes, but yeah, I think just continuing to have our culture, get the word out about what we are as a company is going to continue. So if someone is interested in a career quick trip, whether it's the retail level, support center, driver, wherever it might be, what's step one? What, what's the first thing you want them to do? Step one would be to go to quickcareers.jobs. Yep. And then um, on there, you can find all of our our open positions. You can even sign up for positions. If we don't have something open of what you're looking for, you can sign up and get alerted when it does come open. Um, just get us your information. That is the best way. And then we can start reaching out to you. And so mm-hmm. someone reaches out at the quickcareers.jap website and hopefully not too long after that somebody like jenna is going to be in touch yep yep (laughs) exactly well we got lots of jobs available we're at what 35,000 co-workers right now i believe we're a little over 36 or close to 36 (laughs) i mean that number is probably going to be 40 before too long right yes so constantly growing constant job opportunities and great people like you to talk to you on on the process so Uh, anything else you'd want someone that is hopefully to, to get their foot in the door quicker? What would you want them to know? Um, really just that, you know, there are endless opportunities. I, I tell applicants that all the time, you know, even if you're not selected for the, the job that you applied for, get your foot in the door. Mm-hmm. You know, you can start as part-time and work your way into something that you want. Getting your foot in the door makes you an internal coworker, and we really look for that internal growth and promote it, and that's... That's a good way to get noticed. And the fact that you could say that was me at one yes, point. Yes, that was me at one point. Yes, <laughs> so, I mean, absolutely. I imagine that kind of helps the, the authenticity of yes. what you're trying to share. Yep, yep, absolutely. Very cool. So quickcareers.jobs, 
Yes. The best place to start. Yep, absolutely. Very cool. Well, Steph Pollux, Jenna Donnelly, we appreciate your time here on the QuickCast. Uh, we look forward to many more coworkers coming in to join us here, <laughs> and uh, hope each of you guys have a great week. Thank you. You too. Thank Thanks you. for having us. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the QuickCast. Hey, we'll see you next time.